Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Twitching Tongues, an important band in the Southern California hardcore scene. And I was really happy to have been able to have Colin on the podcast. We went pretty deep on our stances on the band, which I found really interesting and fun to talk about, just to be able to look back at their career and what they've done and talk about what they have upcoming. I, I thought it was really fun, and I was really happy to have been able to talk about that. Also, a fan of the Real Deal podcast. I was able to share my top five MCU movies with Colin. And I, I kind of fumbled because I thought I was going one to five. He wanted me to go five to one, which was pretty funny. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, but it was awesome to have been able to share my list with him. And then he kind of gave us an interim list that he was working with, which was really interesting and definitely fun to talk about. I can talk about comic books or MCU movies all day. I find that stuff so fun and interesting to talk about. So I'm happy to be able to talk about people, especially people who are passionate about it. So it's cool to hear different perspectives. I definitely had my mind blown. You'll hear it on the podcast. I, I looked at um, one of the movies um, in, in a new light. So I, I was really interested to go back and watch it under the new lens. So that was pretty fun. And I, I definitely like that. I, I like hearing people's take, getting different perspective on things because it's always fun because it opens up your mind and you see things very differently. And also, don't worry, we, we cover his other projects, which was really fun. And I was happy that he was down to talk about that stuff. But it was really awesome. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Because seriously, I had such a great time talking to Colin. He was gracious with his time and very open to talk about everything I wanted to talk about. And I appreciate that from him. So please, without further ado, welcome Colin Young to the podcast. Right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Colin. Thank you for having me. Yo, Feels so good, dude. This is awesome. I'm a huge fan of uh, Twitching Tongues, so I'm I'm so stoked that you were down to come on the podcast. This really means a lot to me. Well, I feel like I'm going to be a huge fan of your podcast after we do it. So it's it's, it's all around, you know. Okay, so I just, everybody's feeling good. Yes, th thank you. And I just wanted to uh, ask you, um, what are you doing these days to stay corona-free? Oh, my God. It's a good question. I wear a fucking mask everywhere I go. I was wearing gloves everywhere I went until uh, I realized it's a waste of time because I'm just touching my – picking my nose than touching shit in public, just possibly killing everybody. So gloves are stupid. Just wash your hands. Masks are cool because you look like uh, like Sub Zero or something. Okay, but you're also being super safe at the same time. So for me, that's fun. I I, I find the only issue because um, I I just started wearing a mask because it's like now it's like required at my job. Do you wear glasses? I, I do. Okay, so you know exactly yeah. where I'm headed. Yeah. So like when I breathe, like it's just like fogs up my glasses and I can't see anything and it's just so uh, annoying. Yeah. You gotta pinch the nose in some way so the air doesn't go vertically, go up your up your eyes. Yeah, I feel like it's just the way that the mask that I have was constructed. Yeah, it's just like the airflow is just not there. Yeah, the modern mask technology wasn't prepared for the the average consumer needing them. 
Okay, so some things that you have been doing, I've been, I, I've been following you on uh, Twitter, and I've seen some of the videos that you made. You did that uh, Smash Mouth video, which was uh, so like awesome and funny when it came out, and uh, it, it like blew up. I even saw Smash Mouth like retweet it. Can you talk about what was like uh, your inspiration and how you actually got everybody to uh, get on board to do that video? You know, uh, I saw the Gal Gadot video. And it was just like, man, this fucking sucks. I need to make something worse than this. Uh, I kicked around a couple song option ideas. Uh, it was initially going to be the thong song, but I feel like there's a whole generation of people that maybe for, have forgotten the thong song because it didn't have a movie like Shrek to prop it up into the proper limelight. But you know, I think that's a huge problem as is because the thong song deserves more respect. Okay, shout out Cisco. So, but shout out Cisco. Uh, it has the same logo as Sick of It All. It's pretty sick. Um, yeah, so I started in a group chat with just a couple friends of mine who play in bands who are all in the video, and and then I spent that entire day reaching out to people, and you would not believe. I mean, I guess you would kind of believe how many people said no. Uh, I'd say I'd think like half the people I asked are are actually in the video, and a few of them were I'm sure were glad they didn't do it, but I had a few who regretted it because they saw that you know I was creating a piece of fine art, and at people who respect and appreciate fine art were were into it, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was a great video, especially during these uh, weird times and uh, just something like that to you know explode within our community and even like you know <laughs> have the like the actual band of like the original um, you know songwriters like yeah that was it. bizarre yeah but, uh, honestly and I talked about this with my brother as soon as they retweeted it and were like all star challenge I wanted to delete it right there <laughs> I didn't want to I don't want to give like that that video was not for Smash Mouth. <laughs> Did you like obviously when people make those these kind of videos like nobody expects anything to like, kind of go viral like that it just kind of happens like were you like surprised that it got that big? Yeah, and, and it's like I, I'll still see it getting some likes and random retweets. Like I feel like it reached Brazil like two weeks later. I got like a hundred Brazilian tweets in a row that were like, "This is sick." It was like, "All right, got to Brazil. I'm I'm good." Yeah, that's wild. Okay. <laughs> no, I saw. I I didn't expect it to do anything. I was just having fun. Okay, and you you did another video which I thought was uh, pretty funny, and there was like um, like a little Easter egg in there. Uh, it was one with the the Dr Pepper. Yeah, that was me. Uh, you know, I I was hoping to have like a follow up for that, just so because I did so many of these weird videos back in like 2015, 2016. And I just, I was obsessed with Dr. Pepper at the time. I still am. I lo I worship it. Okay. Uh, but I, I honestly stopped drinking full sugar soda. Like, I only drink diet soda now, really. And diet soda. Soda itself is probably my favorite food. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, diet soda has kept me sane through these, these, uh, these sugar-free years. Right. Uh. And, you know, one day I got to the point where I made a video and I just thought, this isn't even, this isn't funny. Like, if I don't think this is funny, why would anybody else? So I just stopped doing it and wanted to wait until I had fun again. Well, 
I appreciated that video when you pull down the the bag and then you're you're reaching in. Generations are are different in terms of just of hardcore right now. Like every one to two years, there's an entire new generation of kids. So I feel like sixty to seventy percent of the people who saw those new three videos didn't know that I had ever done anything like that before. So I, I don't know. Hopefully somebody checks out the old ones and, and has fun. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I got to a point where maybe I was just bored, but it just felt nice to, to have some fun again and, and collaborate with my friends on something like that. And, you know, my wife helped me film all of them. So I couldn't have done them by myself, honestly. Maybe that's what it was, is that I was by myself for a while, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have any help. And then I just needed a little help, a little inspiration, and a little bit of uh, being trapped in a room long enough where I can't play The Witcher 3 anymore. Well, I, I don't... Oh, that's that's the other thing I've been doing. I'm I'm deep. I'm like 100 hour, 120 hours into The Witcher 3. Okay, that's a great RPG. It is. Um, but real quick, last thing on that uh, Dr. Pepper video, um, mm-hmm. you 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 know pull down the bag and you're pulling contents out, and I noticed you pulled out um, that uh, the Hanya mask and then <laughs> the robe, and I thought we we're gonna get some sort of you know twitching tongues <laughs> like announcement or uh, mention, but you kind of just like you know glossed over that, and obviously <laughs> some people just might not Honestly, realize that like you know th- those things are important you know and they're tied to the band and we haven't heard That's from true. you guys for a while so uh, was that intentional or was that just like you know just a random idea it was it was not entirely intentional it wasn't till i was editing it till i was like i wonder if this will be misconstrued in some way and then it kind of was uh, but yeah it wasn't it was just i wanted uh contents with substance in the bag of some kind not i wasn't so much making a statement of like fuck this stuff it was just like i wanted to dig through some some personal memorabilia and then get to the most important piece of all which is the bottle of dr pepper okay and i have to ask twitching tongues has been gone for a long time if i remember correctly the last show you guys played was ldb yes it was that was the only show we played in 2019 yeah, and I was really curious about that because I saw that, like, I remember when I saw the the flyer and the announcement at Twitching Tongues doing a 10-year set. I was like, all right, cool. That's awesome for Louisville. That has to make its way to California at some point because that happened at, at like, the early part of 2019, and we had the rest of the year for that to happen in California, and we literally saw nothing. So I was just I curious. Why- Honestly, nothing nothing came up, and it was – it got it, – we were – we were curious if we wanted to go out of our way to book something or just wait for something to come. But it's, 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 it's been, while it's been, we've had the time of our life, our lives being in Twitching Tongues. You know, we love it. It's, it's our baby. It was our primary focus for so long, but it hasn't always been the most encouraging band to be in. Uh, we started at a time where it was so difficult to be weird. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I, and I'm so glad things are different now. You know, it, it's, uh, I just don't, I don't with, we recorded our demo November, 2009 recorded sleep therapy, July, 2010. And 
up to in love there's no law it was like uh that's when people started to get it and then disharmony came out and obviously we i've talked about this on so many interviews whatever it is but so i i don't need to get into that but uh it, it I, I it feels like we're one of those bands where it's just like every, it doesn't it doesn't happen for everybody you know it the the proverbial it uh, and we've definitely come to terms with what we are and where where our demand is and so we're not we're we're not like a normal band anymore we'll we'll go where we're wanted we'll listen to you know if somebody wants to book us we'll we'll obviously consider it every time but we're not like an active touring entity and i don't know if we see the the reason other than out of personal satisfaction to to write any more music i feel so blindsided by this because I and maybe this is because of my you know my view, like vision of Twitching Tongues is skewed because I'm like you know on the outside looking in, I mm-hmm. look at Twitching Tongues as like a staple of Southern California hardcore, and to hear you talk about it um, kind of like in past tense, it, it's just it's really strange for me right now, just because I figured okay you guys took off 2019 you guys played that one show. I just right. figured you guys thought there was some like maybe twitching tongues fatigue and maybe you know gave or um, taking the year off it you would give a chance for the fans to miss you guys and then come back hard in 2020. But literally hearing you yeah, uh, just make those same things, this is so I, weird for me. I don't know if the, oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know if the the comeback hard is ever going to be a thing that happens. Um, but I, you know, spoiler alert: we had shows booked for. May we were going to play the two Drain record release shows, one in Southern California, one in Northern California, uh-huh. but those are obviously postponed. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, whenever those do happen, we will be playing those. So this is the official announcement for that. We're for Drain record release. We're we're on it. I did see a flyer, and somebody had mentioned that that wasn't supposed to have been posted. So like, I'm... yeah, somebody fucked that up. Okay. And that's fine. That's interesting. Because okay. because uh, one of the venues was confirmed and one was not, and it's like the first one went up before the second one was done. So then we didn't have the option to rebook the weekend, but now the whole thing's gone because there's a uh, global pandemic or something. Mm-hmm. So we're restructuring the whole thing. But yeah, whenever that happens, we'll be playing that. But in terms of like uh, a hard comeback per se, I I don't really see that ever taking place wow I, this is because i you and i we don't have a personal relationship this is like our first time like actually having a conversation so like right. seriously this is taking me by surprise just because i'm sorry no sorry. It, totally fine <laughs> but i i just want to just talk about this even more now because it, it's such sure, like, yeah. like, a, like a shock to me because okay and i and i honestly haven't really talked about it uh with with anybody in and especially in public privately perhaps but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, disharmony was one thing because maybe we didn't know in the moment that it was such an extreme change of sound because it felt it felt natural to us. And of course, there was like, hey, maybe people won't like this, but it never mm-hmm. felt like it was going to be like, wow, this is what this band sounds like now. Fuck this, because it that just blew our minds because it was like, okay, here's a a heavier version 
while also kind of more melodic at the same time of of what you've been getting all these years so it was it it blew my mind that that it was just we were the fucking i don't even know how to just it it, it, it still baffles me because i i think that record's awesome uh maybe maybe there will be some revisionist history in the future where like a Chromags Alpha Omega type thing where people love that now and it was universally shat upon at the time. But you know, I don't hope for any of that because at the end of the day, I'm proud of it. And then with Gaining Purpose, uh, that was kind of the the do or die moment because it was like, okay, we just this is what happened with the last one. Let's see if it happens again. So we'll put whatever we've got into this. we wrote what I think are some of our best songs on there and it was kind of the same deal it was like unless we were actively on tour playing a show on a certain day nobody was really talking about it Uh, and it got to the point where it was just like okay well what else do we what do we have to do Uh, and I don't think any of us had an answer for that and then we did this like eight week long tour in the summer of uh, 2018 that just drove us all, which I'm sure to some bands that's not like a long time. But honestly, as people, we're not the biggest like tour dudes to begin with. Like we're, there's, there's five, we're a band of five homebodies essentially. So that was, that was a rough one. And then now we're all just all in such different positions in life. And it happens so fast. Like, bass player has a kid. Uh, we live all over the place. Kale is in Ghost Maine. He's, he's the tour guy. He'll, he'll be touring until the day he dies. Uh, but it just it got to the point where, and I feel, I feel like I've said it got to the point 300 times in the last five minutes. But we weren't we weren't excited to be twitching tongues and that a lot of that comes from the uncertain the uncertainty of every time we play live of okay what what songs do we get to play because it's there's such a wide uh disparage disparagement is that a word i don't know sounds right it, 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 it there's a disparagement Webster's dictionary in in among like on our set list where I don't think disparagement's a word. Um, this is sound like an idiot. It, it we have to kind of refocus our set list every time we play any show anywhere, just based on like okay, what is what do these people want to hear? Because if we're playing what we want to play every night it's not going to make people happy. And that, that's a normal thing that happens to bands as you, as they put out more music. Like if I saw faith, no more played, I saw, I well, I did see the, I saw faith, no more two nights in a row. First night, best set list I've ever seen. Like the literal best set list I've ever seen a band play. Second night, they played their entire new album and nothing else. And I felt, uh, cheated. So, of course, I understand how the average live show attendee would feel in not hearing their favorite songs played. But even the, even the, the old hits, depending on where we play them, 
it's a gamble. Like that LBB Fest set, it's like the first time ever where it seemed like people wanted to fucking hear new songs and we only played old songs. So it's like no matter what we do, no matter where we are, we can't get it right somehow. So, and and that's just kind of how it's felt since the beginning of the band. Like we're either too early for something or we're too late for something. Okay, so there was a lot to unpack there, and so sorry. Yeah, to take you off. I, know, I just rambled a while. No, it was totally fine. Um, okay, so early days seeing Twitching Tongues at uh, Aladdin Junior back before it was PBW. Mm-hmm. I, I remember a lot of Twitching Tongues hate people. Uh, people are always like indifferent to um, things that they're not, um, you know, familiar with. That's not uh, normal. Oh. You know, obviously, you guys came out um, doing a different style than everybody else at the time, which I think is cool and brave of you guys to do. And Thank you. Um, seeing you guys stick through it and continuing to you know put out new music and then eventually signing to a bigger record label, Metal Blade Records, uh, I didn't feel like uh, Disharmony was uh, too different from your guys' uh, sound from before, and I kind of expected you guys to evolve with your sound. You know, since signing to a, a bigger record label, I feel like that's normal. That that normally tends like you know to happen with bands. So. Uh, mm-hmm. like the, the the newer sound which was seriously to me uh, isn't that far off from what you guys were already doing so and I don't think so either and, and on to your point there half of those songs were written before we signed any contract okay so it's like I'd like to say yeah we signed this big deal which is not a big deal it made I've made zero dollars off Metal Blade Records or any of that so we got it. We got to make this big record to to make it fit this. But in reality, it's like we were just we were wrote we wrote the next Twitching Tongues record regardless of where we were or what our circumstances were. Mm-hmm. And uh, just real quick, are you guys still under contract with Metal Blade? Technically, yes. I mean, they barely wanted to put out the last one, so I could see it being like, "Hey, we we'd we'd like to sever ties," and they'd be like, "Okay, fine." And have you ever tried to have those conversations to maybe? Uh, no, because there's just no point. Because we're at the we're at the point now where uh, putting two years of our lives into a record that a thousand people are going to care about. Just I, I don't know. It it doesn't. It's not. It's not a priority. Unfortunately, I wish it was. But I I, I feeling that disappointment again and that. Uh, like I like I'd failed myself. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could bear that again. Okay, uh, and f- for me, every, every video I've ever seen of you guys, anytime I've ever seen you guys live, I've never experienced a dull set or the vibe that people weren't into you guys anymore. To me, it was always popping off, and kids um, loved you guys. So I, I'm just trying to understand like where this is coming from. You caught some. You caught some good ones then. Because there's been some stinkers, man. Trust me. Okay. Uh, for the children, uh, what was that? 2018, the 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 one in Long Beach. Oh, the, the one that just ha- uh, that was last. The one that just happened. The most previous one. Not this year. So to the, I think it was 2018. Okay, yeah, yeah a couple years ago. Uh, we headlined that, and it was dog shit. So it's like that was that was pretty demoralizing too, because it was basically like. Uh, all right, this is our hometown. We just wrapped up this big tour. Uh, we're putting all this work into this one show. And it just wasn't, it, it didn't rock. Uh, 
so yeah, that was just kind of like, all right, well, if this is how it's going to be in our hometown, then wh- why the fuck would it be good anywhere? And and um, maybe people just aren't going to see it the same way we do, mm-hmm. and that's that makes sense. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, we're we're uh, we all got real down on it at, at the same time. Well. I I'm sure this is this conversation when it goes up. I, I feel like I'm a lot of people are going to be surprised to uh, hear y- your feelings about the band, and I hope people who are listening or people who are you know fans of you guys who actually like you guys like you know give you guys your, your flowers now and not wait till uh, you know years later and wa- and then want to like prop up these records that are here now. You know what I'm I'm saying if that makes sense. That that would be nice, but I think that's just kind of how things work, man. People people until it's gone it doesn't it doesn't matter until you can't have it anymore there's no reason to give a shit because it's always oh, i'll wait for the next one i'll wait for the next one i'll wait for the next one and then once there's no next one it's like please please give it to me yeah and that- so I, it, that's just kind of that's 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 the cycle and it, it, it's so frustrating to me because I, I I know exactly how that goes, and it's just like for me I, I I don't think it's that hard to if you actually like a band like don't take it for granted. You should go out and support as much as you can. And I I definitely don't understand when you know you're right when it's gone. That's when people are going to come out and yeah know, say rest in peace. Uh, like we love twitching tongues, but it's just like you should be saying that now. Like you guys are still technically a, a band, and it's true. Yeah. So and it's, and it's I do want to clarify. I I don't think at the, we'll ever formally break up. I don't think there's a reason for that. Thank you. I'm always going to get to a point where I'm 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 I'll be antsy to play a Twitching Tongues set. And at the end of the day, it was started by me and my brother, and it, it is it's an entity of me and my brother. So uh, he would he and I would have to cease having a relationship for Twitching Tongues to ever actually break up. Mm-hmm. And we've put so much fucking time and effort into it that why why throw that away forever just to have a cool last show, you know? Yeah, so, so then I don't need I don't I'm not interested in that. If I want to play a show in 10 years, I don't want to have to renege some big decision that we made. Yeah, some like long Instagram posts about breaking up. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. Fuck that. I appreciate that. Um man, of it I always, uh, well, I, I've been waiting for that year at Sound and Fury where you guys are headlining, but that doesn't sound like would have been nice. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys. Are, Last are time we played was 2016, I think. Yes, we were we were going to play last year. They did ask us to play. That would have been awesome. But it was like a month. It was like a week after that Code Orange show there, or oh. two, or like a month or something. So it d- it didn't make sense. You're, okay, you're talking about the, the tour that you're on with Code Orange. Yes, yes, exactly. It was it was like just a few weeks apart, so it wouldn't have worked either way. But the last time we played Sound of Fury was, I think, 2016. And I feel like that was just okay. I was actually surprised because I, I actually looked back at the uh, Sound of Fury posters and um, you know match it up with the years that you guys um, have been a band. And uh, if I remember correctly, you guys have only played twice. I believe so, yeah. 2011 and 2016. Yeah, which was strange to me since you guys are from uh, you know, LA. I feel like that's Yeah. 
that would make more sense. Have you guys gotten, um, besides uh, you just mentioned last year, have you guys gotten other offers to play and just, do you guys turn them down or you, you guys only No, that was, that. I think we were, we might've been supposed to play that year that it didn't happen. That were like the ghosts inside and shit we're going to play. Okay. I, I can't honestly remember. Um, but last year was the only year that we were asked and we, we couldn't do it. And you got to remember crazily enough, LA was like one of the last places to catch on one of the last big markets. Like the, I I've said this a thousand times, but the first good show I think we ever played was in Jacksonville, Florida, (laughs) which is probably our worst market in the entire world. Now, Florida overall, but I will never forget that because it was like, we, I don't, I don't think that bands should do this, but we went on tour before anybody at home gave a shit about us. Mm Mm-hmm. And that maybe kind of helped in the long run for people at home to be like, oh, people care about this band? Okay, I guess I'll go see them 20 minutes from me. Uh, but yeah, it took a fucking long time for us to get over at home. And I think the first like great show we played at home was the first for the children. Damn. Which was like New Brigade, Soul Search, Zabalba, Twitching Tongues, and maybe Disgrace. I don't know. I, there was another band on. I don't remember who it was, but that was like, we were like, okay, I think we've got, I think it's working. Yeah, and and then and then it was good for a while. That's, yeah, and I, I just still like in my yeah, and obviously I don't see it the way you do, but it's just like I feel like you guys you guys would just kill it if you guys just played. Well, I hope so. Hopefully that that's the case when we play. But the last time we played at home, I, it was it was a miserable experience. So, that uh, that eight week tour was that the Code Orange tour? Yeah, it was Code Orange and Vane, and then like uh, various regional direct. Yeah, I was there at the Regent uh, show, which I thought was yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But we were, you know, we were. That was a big tour package. That wasn't like us saying, "Hey, come to this Twitching Tongue show." And we don't want to be the second fiddle band. A lot of bands are cool with that, and they, they get to the point of, like, all right, we're just going to support the same six bands on these tours forever. Uh, and that's fine. That'll work for some people. I, but, uh, I, I think that would drive us crazy. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's uh, some tours that I look at, and I'm like, wait, didn't that just come through with the same exact lineup? Yeah. And I, I just kind of grow numb to it. I'm like, this is weird. Like, how does this keep happening? Yeah, exactly. Had you guys ever thought about... Sorry. Oh, no, I, I was just going to ask, have you guys ever thought about doing a, a, a full U.S. Um, you know, headliner after that Code Orange tour, or was that just like you guys were just done? I think that was when we knew, um, as Forrest Gump once put it, and just like that, my touring days was over. Man, that's yeah. Okay, seriously, since since that one LDB uh, show, I, I'd been uh, waiting for like an announcement, and uh, f- I'm pretty sure I followed the band's Twitter page, and I, I saw that you guys started to be active like earlier uh, this year. So uh, yeah, I, I could have sworn we were gonna. I was get... probably just just having some fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just cool to see it being active because it had you know been quiet for so long since 2018. Yeah. You, you know, wasn't that active for you guys? So just seeing some activity, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe we're gonna see uh, them hit the road again, or maybe a new record. 
I, you know, I had honestly had like eight songs written in my head, and then it got came to the point where it was like, all right, are we gonna do this? And the answer was no, because it's just like you go back and our economy is based on supply and demand. Everything is supply and demand. Mm-hmm. I I can't put forth the time and the effort for to supply when the demand just doesn't exist. And the last two records and our outings, our individual outings as a band, uh, the demand isn't there. Maybe it someday it will again. Maybe this, maybe after this podcast it will again, but, uh, yeah, oh man, what a weird, we've had a 30 minute conversation just shitting on my own band. But, uh, no, and, and I just, I do want to clarify, like, uh, it's it's been an honor and and a privilege to to play for anybody who does give a shit about Twitching Tongues and who goes out of their way to there because I might it might sound like there's nobody out there that gives a fuck but man there are some people who are very vocal and very supportive who are if anything the reason if if we do tour again it's because of people like that who let us know that you know they're still around yeah i, I saw it. it was a couple of weeks ago there was like that string of uh tweets people you know posting like old videos like videos that you mentioned that you'd never even seen before from like back in the day and yeah because that so that was the march 15th was was the actual 10 year anniversary of the day our demo came out mm-hmm. and the seven inch the insane and humane seven inch was march 15th of the following year uh, so that's that March 15th itself is a very significant day in our history. But yeah, that was nice. Was just, you know, a day of remembrance and I was, for everything that's happened in the past 10 years. So outside of the releases happening on that day, is there like a special meaning behind that day? Nah, it's just kind of when everything fell. So the demo, I mean, that's the Ides of March, but uh, that didn't mean shit to me at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just when everything lined up. And it stayed lining up that way for three years or so. Yeah, because the the, the street date for sleep therapy was initially supposed to be March fifteenth, two thousand twelve, even though it leaked in October two thousand eleven, I think, on Toxic Breeds Funhouse. I was about to ask, how did it leak? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I might have done it myself, just because the label was taking so long to do it. And we were about to tour on it, and we just wanted people to have it so that the shows would be good. Yeah, so people were familiar with the songs and able to like mosh yeah. and sing along. It was that was in fact us that leaked it. Interesting, leaked records. Does that still happen these days? Because I, I I don't think so, man. Okay, because I because the the turnaround is so fast. There's no mm-hmm. chance for things to leak because hip hop records are done the day before they're uploaded to Spotify. True, and that's all anybody gives a fuck about. Metal records, you still have, and hardcore, you still have to finish six months before they go to the pressing plant. So if a hardcore record leaks, it's just because somebody's dickhead friend sent it to somebody who shouldn't have it. But in like the real, regular music world, leaks don't happen because there's no preparation. There's no, like, physical releases don't matter. And in major label world, everything's done so quickly because it, it, it can be. 
do you think that is a good model? Do you think uh, like any of your future bands would try to do something like that and not have to wait for things to get pressed and just kind of upload things and let that stuff happen later? I would love for that to be the case, but I, I'm such a little whore for a physical release. You know, mm-hmm. nothing makes me feel better than holding something like holding an LP after after two years of work is the most satisfying thing. That that's the feeling I chase because the prep phase that people hate recording. I love it. It's my favorite part. Just getting the masters back, put attaching the little JPEG for the artwork onto the in my iTunes and shit. Like that's what I live for. So that that you know that's fun for me. And if I had the option to, hey, do you want to finish this tomorrow and uh, upload it to the world uh, the next day and have it be released? I would take that option any day. I hate waiting. Once the thing's done knowing that it's going to be six months, eight months before anybody hears it. Gaining Purpose was uh, recorded July 2017, came out March 2018. That's a long time. That's a long time, right? Yeah, just to have Crazy. to sit on those. And that, that's, that's the case every damn time crazy yeah because i feel like for you guys the ones uh you know creating the songs you could get bored of it or even in that time difference have new stuff ready to go dude i mean honestly that's what happened with in love there's no law because we recorded sleep therapy fucking basically two years before its actual street date Mm -hmm. so in love there's no law was done and mastered essentially before sleep therapy even came out i'm pretty sure at least it was like fully demoed like the record was done Mm -hmm. before sleep therapy's actual sleep uh street date so a couple questions about those records uh on the cover uh Mm -hmm. there's a, a person in a suit behind the girl in the bed do you know who that is oh yeah yeah that's marcus bolt he played drums and expire Okay, because I was because uh, I have the uh, album cover T-shirt, and I was I forgot wh- mm-hmm. um, who I was with, but they're like, oh, like we know the girl in the bed. And I was like, oh, I didn't know like people actually knew her. That's that's crazy. So I was always curious about um, who was in the suit behind her. Yeah, that was he was just uh, uh, Taylor was recording a seven inch for Expire at the time, mm-hmm. and they were they were staying at our house, and he just I, I, we needed a guy. And he was a guy. He fit in the suit, and that that was it. Okay, and on the band camp, you have a little, uh, um, uh, you have some text, and it says that you guys aren't necessarily proud um, of sleep therapy, but it's a part of you guys. Uh, I was just curious when. Does it say that? Honestly, I don't remember writing that, but uh, okay. I might have. Yeah, it's it's on the band camp, and uh, that I was just curious when that was written, uh, because I I look uh, at sleep therapy, and that's like a classic, you know, Twitching Tongues record. Like I I still love that to this day. Thank you. I have no memory of that. Uh, honestly, if if that was written, it was probably me just thinking I sound like shit on it. Okay. Which because you know I I didn't know how to sing yet. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just I was just I was. 19 years old on that so I was just a young lad doing my best uh, I, I would love 
I would kill for the chance to re-record the whole thing, but that would probably destroy what most people like about it. Because the rawness and the roughness of it is, is kind of part of the charm, probably. And I think the songs are good. Like, I think the... I like the melodies, I like the riffs and stuff. I, I just don't think I sound all that good on it. And just curious, uh, when you guys were starting the band... Uh, what was your inspiration for um, having that kind of vocal style? Uh, Only Living Witness, Typo Negative, Life of Agony, Sam Black Church, all those bands that kind of incorporated uh, hard riffs and clean vocals. Just a straight-up hardcore band with a guy crooning over it. was That was the one simple goal. Okay, I feel like you did a good job. I feel like I'm even on the newer record and seeing that LDB set um, from 197 Media. I feel like you've kind of perfected it. I I appreciate the way you sound. Well, thank you. Took a long fucking time. And honestly, and that's another huge thing. It's like no matter matter how much better I think I sound, there's still thousands of fucking people I got to read talking shit. You it's that, been a so. constant thing where it's been like, yeah, this band would be great if uh, the singer didn't sound like this or if somebody else sang. Yeah, but so it's like no matter what fucking point I get to, I, I got to deal with it constantly. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like, okay, because your band, really popular, I, f- I feel like that just comes with the territory, like no matter what. It does, of course. Cause you're, you're on, you aren't shit until somebody's saying you suck. Exactly. So, um, but it's a little different when it's like, "Hey, you specifically suck, sir." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody else is doing a great job. I feel like deep down, those people would kill to be in your position. Well, I'll kill them, and then <laughs> I'll take their position and keep mine. Okay. And um, one last thing about the Bandcamp: uh, "In Love, There Is No Law." There's two versions on the Bandcamp. Uh, I don't even know the difference, besides the price. No either. I think it's just a label thing. Oh, I think okay. honestly, just I was just looking at that, and I think Justin might have just uploaded it twice by accident. Okay, because yeah, because there are two different price points. Um, if I remember correctly, are there? Let's see. Let me pull it up. Okay. Let's see what we got. <sighs> yeah, because I wasn't sure if like one was mastered or mixed differently, and I just couldn't tell. Um, so that's why I, I had to ask. Let's see. I I, I think there's a shade of black in the artwork that is slightly different in one of them. Nope. They're exactly the same. One, oh, one has the year written next to it. Like, uh, so maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they sound the same. So I was, I was just like, what is the difference between these two? They're the same, man. I think the label just uploaded them both. Okay. Differently. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They're the exact same. All right. Well, that mystery solved and yeah, mystery, no mystery. That's the, the mystery is there's no mystery. Okay, and the label, I, I have to ask, um, is, have you had any contact with them recently? Do they check up on you guys to see if anything's going on in the Twitching Tongues camp? Oh, man, Closed Casket, his, the, Justin, who runs that label, is one of my best friends, one of the greatest people in the world. Uh, he, If we said tomorrow, hey, we're putting out a new LP, would you do it? He would do it in a heartbeat. So I, you know, I, I'll work with him as long as I have hands that can write music. Mm-hmm. As long as I a single song comes out of me, I, I hope that he's the one to, to put it out into the world. Awesome. Metal Blade I haven't heard from in I don't know how long. Who cares? Okay. We got to um, 
We gotta get you guys out of that contract. Maybe get a new record. <laughs> we'll see. I just don't know. It's it's so much fucking work, man. Well, you said you had eight right? songs. We could just I do, did. Do the but eight. I don't know where they are. I might have. I'm, they're 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 in, into the darkest depths of my mind at this point. Okay. Um. When I saw you at uh, that tour with Code Orange, uh, you mm-hmm. walked out with. Uh, the robe on the mask uh i thought it was yes. I thought it was so sick you, you had you had like the intro you walked out and then during one of the songs there was a pretty lady who took it off for you and i thought that was even cooler that you didn't even take it off she <laughs> came out on stage and took it off for you i love that shit just like you know going to see a band live and they have like you know special like per- things for the performance and not just you know guys up mm-hmm. there playing music which is fine but when bands do a little extra i, I think it's awesome so I was just curious, like, where did the robe idea come from with the mask? Because I saw you guys do that um, also at, at Chain Reaction. I can't remember what tour that was for, but um, maybe it was a Life and Death. I might. I think Life and Death was the first time. I, that was my first. That was Robe V One. Okay. Uh, it was all. It's all wrestling inspired. Like, uh, like Ric Flair. Like I went to. Yeah, the first. The robe was like evil Ric Flair, and then I was going for some like Undertaker Druid WrestleMania entrance type thing with the second one. Mm-hmm. And that, and then at the time it was like every cool Japanese wrestler had an entrance mask. So I went to the same guy that makes a ton of those masks and had him do mine. That's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah, he's fucking badass. Okay. So those things are cool. Like I'm psyched to have those forever and just know that I, I got to live out that fantasy of wearing some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, that was cool to do. I really liked the first robe. It was fun to wear. And you just have them stashed away? Yeah, I got them. Okay. They're right in my closet. Um, I gotta say, one of my favorite uh, videos from Hate56, uh, Twitching Tongues 2012, This Is Hardcore. And it was always cool to see you guys play This Is Hardcore, because I feel like you guys uh, played, what, like four times? Off the top of my head. Yeah, we played that a lot. Joe Joe rode for us really hard and, and always made a spot for us if we were available, and that was really cool. Yeah, I, that we that was we never had a, a set that we were disappointed by. This is hardcore. It was always always awesome. Yeah, I I, I rewatched uh, the sets like two weeks ago. I think I, I, yeah, like two weeks ago. And yeah, every set was looked awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that first one was was a, definitely a turning point for us. In terms of, so like, there's probably two thousand people in that room who had never seen us before. Mm-hmm. So that was that was huge, and then tens of thousands of more who saw the video, and that were suddenly interested in what we were doing. So that was that was pretty monumental. And at that point, had you guys ever played Philly before? That's a good question. I think so. But playing this is hardcore, and playing Philly are two different things, you know. I've I've actually never been out there to be honest. Well, yeah, so it's so a tons thousands of people travel for that fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like playing a local show in Philly isn't totally comparable to that. But I will, I mean, our shows in Philadelphia definitely improved after that. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I feel like I've kind of brought up everything I wanted to know about Twitching Tongues, and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little saddened by uh, the news that you guys aren't going to be like super active going forward, but I'm, I'm still a fan. Always going to support you guys. Well, thank you. You know, it, it's it's simple. If somebody 
wants us to play a show, just reach out to us and we'll we'll mull it over. And if we can, if it's in the cards, we'll we'll try to make it work. There's that. That's the thing is we aren't asked, so there's nothing there's nothing to say no to. If we're asked, then we'll we're open to whatever. Uh, just curious, uh, are you familiar with a? There's a newer band from Southern California called Absence of Mine. I have heard them. Yes. I feel like a West Coast run with Twitching Tongues Absence of Mind would be insane. So that the word run is what took me out of it. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. A weekend. Is that better? I'll do a walk. I'll walk. I'll walk to shows. Okay. You'll walk. All right. We, we got to find a, a West nice Coast walk. West Coast walk. Okay. All right. I'm, you're in LA. Yeah, I live in the, the San Fernando Valley, the beautiful San Fernando Valley. Beautiful. Okay, all right. I'm 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 gonna start, um, you know, uh, digging around behind the scenes and see w- what we can make happen. <laughs> I'll all get right, back man. to you. I'll get back to Sounds you. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so you've had some other projects. Uh, some friends uh, that I have knew about me doing this podcast with you. They wanted me mm-hmm. to ask you about Sorcerer's Pledge. Oh yeah, that was my my one man passion project. So I that, so that demo I still love to this day. I'm I'm so sad that I never got to play a show with that. Uh, I wrote an LP for that as well, okay. uh, but couldn't get any interest from like a label to put it out, and I couldn't afford to pay to record it at the time or do anything. So it just fell apart. You couldn't. Those songs got. Uh, torn ripped apart and put into other things though like there's a couple god's hate parts a couple twisting tongues parts so all all the good shit from that record i will say got used musically at least none of none of the none of the vocals or melodies made it just curious you couldn't call up your brother doesn't he own a recording studio he does but he i i gotta pay him you know he's he ain't working for free oh okay oh he's charging you that's of course Okay. I mean, honestly, he, I think for the demo, it was like a hundred bucks. So uh-huh. it was just like, I'm sure if I was like, hey, hey, can I buy you a hot dog? Will you record this? He'd be like, yeah, fine. But I just don't, I don't want to ask him for this stuff anymore. I, I know what his time is worth. Uh-huh. I don't want to waste it. Yeah. He's put out some amazing records. Shout out. The he pit. really has, man. He's working hard. Yeah. It's always cool to uh, hear stuff that he's working on. I had some dude, um, I forget what part of Germany he was from, but he was like DMing me, um, about, you know, him being a listener of the podcast and he was in a hardcore band and he told me that your brother was mixing his band's new record. I'm like, this is crazy. Some like German band just like sending stuff. Yeah. Out. Oh, I think I heard some of that. Yeah. It's cool. Sounds good. He yeah. did a good job. He, okay. So, what we've been working on for the past, we've been just recorded the second God's Hate record, and he has been busting his ass on that and doing an incredible job. Mm-hmm. I think it, I can't fucking wait for people to hear that. I, I think it's the I've never been more instantly proud of a piece of music I have made. You know, straight I, up. I was sad. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was it the Force Order show? Godse dropped off of the last Force Order. Yeah, that was. I think that was the last thing that we had booked, and we just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, and then I, uh, I, I spent a lot of time at Disneyland, and I remember mm-hmm. I was I was hanging out in, in the magic shop because my buddy's the manager there, so I was just in there talking to him. And at what? What was it? The magic shop in Disneyland. 
Oh, there's a magic show? What the fuck? Yeah, it's on Main Street. Where's that? Um, it's like right off Main Street. It's literally um, like if you're going down Main Street and you look on your your if you're walking towards the castle and you look on your right, it's that first store on the corner. First store on the corner. Yeah. Well, actually, okay, I, I lied. So there's a like a it's it's like a seasonal store that it's connected to. So there's like a, a chain of three stores. There's like the seasonal, the oh, magic okay. shop, Is then it past like where the where the Christmas tree and shit would be. Yeah, so if you're standing, if if you're standing at the Christmas tree, it's like mm-hmm. like to your right. Okay, cool. I never knew that. <laughs> Been there a thousand times, never seen a magic shop. Okay, go go, go check it out. They, they do some cool stuff in there. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Okay, but I was standing in the magic shop, and I can't remember when it was. It was a couple mostly had it been like at least like. Six, over six months ago but I was standing in the mad shop and I, I noticed uh, Brody King and um, I think it's his wife um, were walking by and I just yelled uh, I was like Brody King and he didn't notice but she did but then he, I, I guess she ended up telling him so he, they actually walked back into the store and I was just like hey like you know fan oh, that's cool yeah and I was just like hey fan I'm, I'm a fan of God's hate like you know what's up with the band and he told me that there was a new record being recorded and that he was gonna let Anthony um, handle like the PR for it because I was just like curious I wanted to know like you know when it was gonna come out because like literally haven't seen him play a show or do anything in a long time so I'm really right. happy to hear that this new record is gonna be awesome and it's on its way oh man I, I'm so happy with it I can't I truly cannot wait for people to hear it I think it's uh I think it's by far the best thing we've done yet. Just just speaking plainly, I, I mm-hmm. can't I can't believe it. I like normally when, when I record something, uh the more I listen to it, the more I'll be like, Is this even good? You know? Like you start to question it because you've heard it so many times. But I feel like every little mix that I get back, I'm like, Fuck, this is sick. This is even better than before. So I it's 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 gonna be a hard wait for me for uh putting this out and i can't it, wait is there gonna be like a big rollout i don't i don't know as big as it can be with all this shit going on because oh, that's true it's, it's not 100 percent done yet mm-hmm. uh, so there's that so it's still it's you know maybe another month or so from being actually done can you give but any, can you break any news i wish i wish i could i'm 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 hope we're we were shooting for summer but it's april you know so it's yeah. hard Okay. Well, but I, we're, we're playing Sound and Fury, so we'll hopefully we'll have at least a piece of it out by then. Okay. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And you also play in a newer band, uh, Nudie Mag. Yeah. You know, you guys dropped that demo and didn't do anything for like a really long time. You guys like released some merch at uh, United Blood. Yeah, we've never never played a show. Yeah, still to this day. So I, I'm just curious, <laughs> like, okay, the, the demo got a lot. For, okay, was there a lot of good feedback? Because my perspective. Yeah, Everybody. yeah, it was. I, we were we were super proud of it. Worked hard on it. Uh, that that band is Alex' brainchild. Mm-hmm. It's his uh, it's his vanity project, and I'm so psyched to be a part of it. I love the record. And but it, as soon as we finished the demo, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon, his wife, and a member of the band got pregnant. Okay. So it's like a band was starting right as they were about to give birth to this child. Yeah, and that's a- so everything just kind of had to be put on hold. And honestly, I I'm not I'm I'm a I'm a studio guy. I like making music and recording. I, I think the maybe one day we can be a a show playing band, but I, we'll see. And is it just a three piece? 
Yeah, essentially, like the writing process and all that has has been a, has been a three piece. But we'll we'll have some more people for live. Okay, and I I hope to see you guys live at some point because uh, like the the new record Our Milk just dropped a couple weeks ago on Triple B Records. Yes, and uh, okay, looking at the band, never played a show signed to <laughs> one of the biggest record labels like uh, you know right now doing like amazing things. So, like, how does that work? I don't know, man. I think I know he wanted to diversify his portfolio, and he liked the demo, and mm-hmm. the stars just aligned in all the right ways. And and he and Alec have been really close friends for a long time because he put out all the the freedom stuff, uh, and he put out the last True Love record. So they they'd had a long pre existing working relationship, and he heard the demo and was like, "Hey, I want to part start doing some different stuff. So let's do something." Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan and of. Here we are. Yeah, a huge fan of the demo and the new record. Do you guys have any plans for um, any new merch outside of the LP? Uh, I feel like we'll probably wait for for shows for any more of that. Mm-hmm. I would like some. I didn't get the. I didn't even have the first shirt, man. Bullshit. Yeah, I was I like the hat. I, I was hounding my friends uh, at that went to United Blood to pick me up some merch and they were like, who the hell is that band? Like, why do you want their merch so bad? And I was like, you don't understand. Like, just do it. Well, and... they didn't save me one either, so. Okay. All right. It's all right. I'm sorry if you didn't get one, but, but that makes two of us. All right. Well, I guess I, I, I don't feel so bad now knowing that you didn't get one either. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so I, I feel like that band uh, would it would be awesome if you guys filmed like a music video because I, I know a lot of bands don't do that these days or like visuals. We, we had a ton of ideas for them and then all this shit happened when now we're in lockdown we had we were like prepped to film one one day okay uh and then just it, we couldn't do it so it'll, it'll happen we'll we'll do some shit okay all movie right. mag is just getting getting started yeah people I, are finding out about the record like every day i'll get a new thing it's like just found out about this. It's really cool. So we'd like to continue that and hopefully leave that impression on new people as well. Yeah. I feel like the fact that you guys haven't even played a show that, you know, that, um, like allure is still there. Like people are just like curious and waiting for now. It has to, to be good whenever we play it. So we got to practice our stupid little asses off and make sure we sound like an actual band. That's going to be the hard part. Cause we've just been like, it's just been, he and I and Shannon recording and doing all this stuff kind of one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. So we got to make it seem like we're a real band before we can play anything. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. I feel like you guys are all talented and it shouldn't be that hard to you know get together well, and thank make you it so work. much. You charmer. <laughs> Just speaking the truth. Um, okay. So, <laughs> and uh, so outside of the bands that we've talked about, is there anything that, um, we don't know about or we didn't cover that we should be on the lookout for uh, not that comes to oh i don't know if i can talk about that yet just just talk about it it's fine it, it's commonplace for people to break news on the podcast so you can keep the trend going Shit. uh i just don't know if my brother will want me to say anything yet okay i don't want him to get mad I, i'll i'll say this okay uh Taylor and I have been working on something new that we need. Well, he's, I've never done anything like it before. Uh, and he and I will both be singing in it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So this is a, this is a brand new adventure, something new. 
All right. Uh, I like can't, it. Can't wait to have that out. But that's I, that's kind of all I can say about it at the moment. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. People are going to be really curious and you know keep an eye out on that stuff. I hope so because that that's going to be so the God. There's so much I want to say, but I don't know if I can. I guess through the last few years, you know, with with God's hate, where like Brody is on the road all year wrestling. Mm-hmm. With Twitching Tongues, Sean lives in Connecticut. So being just like in a regular band that can just play shows and exist has been like an impossibility for us. So the goal was something new where that can be a feasible reality, where we can just be guys in a band that lives here that can if somebody's like hey this show is coming through do you want to play the answer can be yes not hang on let me check what flights are and see if these other four people can make it work it's just it's just we wanted something easy something fun and something new that will excite us to just be like a local band again all right. Well, that's super awesome to hear because there's a ton of talented people in our area of Southern California. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing what you guys have in the works. Yeah, me too, man. Hopefully that that's I can't I can't say anymore. Okay. I've said too much. All right. Okay. Um, one other thing <laughs> I wanted to bring up is um, you have a podcast, mm-hmm. and it, it's been Ooh. a while. Uh, since you guys uh, put out an episode, I was yeah. curious. What was the last thing we did? Was it Endgame? Yes, it was the the, the Endgame podcast. I mean, I feel like that's a good place to to call it. You know. Well, that was a pretty big mm-hmm. event, and it was the Endgame. Yeah. So no. But yeah, Alec Alec from Twitching Tongues and Nudie Mag and and God's Hate and I uh, did a movie podcast called Real Deal. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is thinking about how often we used to record it when we were working like full, full, full time. Like I, I feel like I work way less now and I have so much less time than I did somehow. So it's really just that our lives evolved in such different weird ways that the time, the time to like drive to each other and dedicate two hours to recording a podcast just became impossible somehow. And we see different movies at different times now. Like I'll, I, he just saw 1917 like three days ago. That's been out for a minute. It's been out for a while. He took his sweet time. He also just had a child, but you know, whatever. So maybe, uh, is there a chance to maybe coordinate and do like specific stuff or is that just kind of, kind of be it? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if there's a, it's in, we've had different ideas. Like I, I do. I loved doing a podcast. I loved it. I had a great time, got to talk about things that I was passionate about that maybe people didn't know I was passionate about to that extent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I can find other things to delve into. It's just like you do this podcast by yourself. That's sick. That's commendable. Thank you. Uh, So good on you for keeping it up. I don't know. Maybe I got to find... Uh, an alternative but at the moment yeah there's no there's no current plans for any more real deal can I give you my top five MCU movies 
Oh, hit it, lay it on me, brother. <laughs> okay, so um, number one, Iron Man. Number one, don't start at one. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, forget it. you heard my number one. I'll, I'll start from five. Okay, right. working right. backwards. So n- number five, Civil War. Civil War, number five. Number four. That's interesting. Hold on, let me mull oh, on that for okay. a second. All right. Civil War, number five. Civil War was, I feel like it was my number one for a minute. Okay. And now I don't even know if it cracks the top ten. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I feel like Civil War, that airport fight scene is just so epic. It is. <sighs> It is. It's definitely that's a pretty monumental moment for the whole. But then it's like now you've got the fucking endgame ending. True. And it's like it just shits all over that. I will. Right, sorry. Continue. No, okay. Number four. Number five. Civil War. Number four. Number four. Doctor Strange. Oh my god! You're like my brother. <laughs> is that a good Alec, thing or a bad thing? Alec would have a fucking aneurysm right now if he heard you say Doctor Strange number four. Really? What's his? Uh, he hates it. He can't stand it. Okay, I'm. He fucking despises it. Speaking, I'm okay. I'm speaking in terms of MCU. I I have my opinions about it. Like I, I hated Dormammu the the way they presented him, terrible. But yeah, I feel like what that movie did for the bigger picture was really important. And I think like the multiverse aspect and and all that shit. The the magic, the magical aspect being expanded amongst everything. That and I think the casting was perfect for. Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, well, yeah, I completely agree. Couldn't agree more. I don't know if it's the fourth best movie they've ever made, though. Okay. Can you say that for real? I've watched it a lot of times, and I still enjoy it. I, I, I do. I, I, I stand by it being number four. Well, all right. I think you're crazy. Okay, that's but fair. I will defend. I will defend to the death to say you're crazy stuff. Okay. Can I give you my number th- or my third? Number three. Number three. Hit me with it. Number three, I'm going end game. Okay. That's an easy top five. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, easy. This the build up it's in the, there. It's dude, it's the cinematic experience of our generation. It's the ultimate it was the ultimate culmination. Yeah. I cannot remember the last time I was in a theater that had that kind of energy from everybody watching. It was, everybody. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, that was that was that was a once in a lifetime experience. I think. Yeah, I'll I'll never forgive my buddy. He was uh, so stoked and like begged all of our friends to go to this one theater. The screen sucked ass, and we will never let him live that down. But the, it was still a, a good experience. Just the screen sucked, and we should have gone what to a different theater. theater. Was we went to the, um, it was uh the, it was in Irvine, at the Spectrum. What the hell is the theater called? It was some stupid um. Why am I drawing a blank on it? Um, what are the really big theaters called? AMC, Region, IMAX? Yes, I there you go, IMAX. We saw it the the IMAX in um, Irvine at the Spectrum. It was terrible. I, I could see like the weird lines. What? An in the IMAX movie was terrible. Well, it was. I, I feel like it was the the screen that was in that particular theater because like we could see like the weird okay. like creases on like the actual like screen, and I I, I just couldn't like. Not That's stare bizarre. at it. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Well, are you sure? Are you sure it was an IMAX screening, or was it just a regular screening in a theater that also supported IMAX? We paid a lot of money. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I, I want to say it like, it w- what was it like a twenty-two dollar ticket or something? I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it, it was more than your average ticket price. Well, that's psychotic. 
Yeah, because normally we go to uh, um, this theater in Orange at the block because they have like the Dolby, um, uh, what the hell is it? Dolby theaters, like the crazy ones with like where everything shakes. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, 4D, the 4D shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Okay, so th- that was my... Uh, number three. Number yeah, three. Got it. Okay, number two. And I, you're gonna say something crazy. You're gonna say something fucked up. You're gonna piss me off. I, it, give it to me. Okay, number two, Winter Soldier. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, and I'm not the biggest Captain America fan, but I can't deny that that movie was really good. It's a masterpiece. It yeah. changed the whole tone for the entire series. Yeah, so it's just like I have to be real and pay it its respect, and that's my number two. Good, I like that. Okay, and you already know my number one because I started off with that. It's it, Iron Man. Yeah, okay. Iron Man. I, yeah, yeah, I get it. You're going from like a uh, like a where it all began. Yeah, so that's my top five. And I, I love uh, – and okay, so I early on I, I had to uh, learn to not be a snob about these movies because I, I, I read comic books too, um, but I – I love the, the MCU, so uh, I, I had to not be you know picky about it because obviously source material are the comic books, but they're not you know these movies aren't supposed to be the comic books. If that makes sense. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I swear I wasn't mad about it being on there. <laughs> okay, um, it's, it's all good. No, I'm, I, I was saying uh, I am like a huge fan of the MCU, and mm-hmm. I, I I read comic books, and early on I had to realize that um even though uh you know the comic books are the source material these movies aren't made to be the comic books if that makes sense right so that's true yeah and i feel like a, you a, can't go in with the expectation of uh of, of like being true to the source material it's just not gonna happen yeah because like these long stories you know they have to get condensed and you know put into these movies and i i totally understand that and i love what they've done so far because growing up and having to watch like the old uh like daredevil movie with ben affleck terrible but i still love it i actually own a daredevil um, dvd t-shirt but that's sick yeah so seeing those movies as a kid and being able to experience what it's like now it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's insane i love it i'm gonna do an interim on the fly top five for you okay i'm I'm curious this is this is i'm let's see all right, this is as it stands. Number five, I got to I got to be true to what I've been saying this whole time. It's Ant Man. Okay. In terms of re- in terms of rewatchability, I don't think anything comes close in the in the in the MCU. I can pop that movie on day or night, twenty five hours a day, have a, at just as good a time as I did the first time. Okay, that's fair. I... That, that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah, it has a bunch of different um, elements that that it pulls from uh, from different genres, and I, I appreciate that. And I I love the relationship between him and his daughter. It's beautiful, and it only gets better throughout the series. It's true. All right, number four, Spider Man: Far From Home. Far From Home. Okay. Does what that, what a piece of art, man. Does that count? What do you mean? Does it count? Okay. Okay. Oh, because I I was speaking in terms of like pre end game. Okay. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, that, 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 I think that is the end of the Infinity Saga. Okay. Far from Far from Home is the end of Phase Three. 
Hundred percent. You see the fallout um, from you know Tony passing away. Exactly. And, okay. All right. It's, it's it's direct. So yeah, that that counts, man. Far from home, number four. G- great movie. Oh, so damn good. I, I and it's like it had to be to follow up Endgame so fast. Were you uh, nervous at all when Sony was trying to um, pull away from uh, Marvel and Disney? I, I, I like yes, but obviously it had to be a fucking stunt. It, it was a power move. They just wanted more money. Okay. I'm glad they got it. Yeah, fucking me too, man. Okay. So. Uh, number three, Winter Soldier. Okay, hell yeah, that's that's nice. I, 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 like of the of the stand of the uh, individual superhero movies, I, Black Panther's definitely hard honorable mention. I would okay. say. Yeah. I would maybe also say Black Panther is probably a better movie than Ant Man. Okay. I just love Ant Man. Yeah. The but. Hor- Winter Soldier, I believe, is the best, uh, like non. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Non ensemble MCU movie. Okay. And then the last two are number two, Infinity War. Number one, Endgame. Oh, all right. Do you say you beef Infinity War or what? No, no. I'm when. I- I just okay, so I enjoy Infinity War, but mm-hmm. um, the cliffhanger, uh, just like I, I'll never forget, like walking out of the theater, like being like, "What the fuck just happened?" But th- the fact that um, it's just not a, a complete story, if that makes sense. Here's that, what you got to think about. Okay, tell me. you're wrong there. Okay, it is a complete story because it's Thanos' story, and it ends. He wins. It's over. Huh. I you know I he, never looked at it that way. It. He did what he sought out to do. He, he got the. He Infinity fucking Stones. did it. It's okay. over. Wow. So to him, in his mind, in his story, he's he is the hero in his own mind, and he has succeeded. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about it that way. They're just blowing my mind right now. Like, how have you never thought of it? Okay. You got to do it. So as a solitary piece of art, as 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 the Thanos movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now- it has a. It's a very finite ending. That is that is later retconned, but at that moment, like you left that theater feeling like, that that's like the craziest emotional reaction, other than like the the uh, the big tearjerker moments in Endgame. That's the that's the craziest I've ever felt leaving a movie theater. I felt so like defeated, like holy shit, we actually lost. Yeah, but he won. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to revisit that that movie just with this new perspective now. It will it will change the whole the way you see everything. Because there's some shit that he says where you're like, I don't know, man. He's kind of got a point. Yeah, I'm not mad at um, why he wanted to do it. Like um, I understand his point of view, but I'm you know team. Human. Obviously, it's genocide. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's genocide is bad. Rule number one of uh, humanity, I would say. But yeah, he did it, man. Okay. So in his in his mind, in terms of his story, it it's it's very it very much has an ending. So one thing that I wish they would have done is um, so Captain America: Civil War. I mm-hmm. kind of wish they would have actually made that as like a mainline Avengers film and not a Captain Instead America. Instead of just two point five, kind of. Yeah, because it had everybody in it. Which is it crazy. did. I think the reason behind that is because it's so Bucky centric. Okay. Like the whole reason it all happens, you know, is at the, at the end of the day, it's it's Bucky. 
So Bucky and and uh, and what's the what's the Sokovia the yeah. fallout from? So you know, in that regard, yeah, it's a direct sequel to Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the the, the Cap Buckiness of it and like the the big fight at the end with him, the the two of them and Iron Man, it, I think it makes more sense to me as as a Captain America movie. Okay. So going forward, are you looking forward to the future of the MCU or are you happy with what was presented in these first like three phases? Uh, yeah. And I like other than the, the, the obviously bad movies like Thor two and, uh, Iron Man two and Iron Man three for that matter. Uh, it hurts my heart. Sorry, man. Uh, No, no. They're terrible. Um, Yeah, no, they are. And that's what bums me out about it. Like, I wish we could have got another Iron Man film, but done right. But. You know what I also don't give a fuck about? Let's hear it. Avengers. The first Avengers. Okay. I I feel like it's aged poorly. And I think Age of Ultron is fucking awesome. Yes. I'm I'm a huge fan of Ultron as a villain. People shit on it. And it's, it rocks. I think it's 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 better now because it's like that's what really kickstarted the rest of the saga, the Infinity Saga. Yeah, the tone and 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 everything that happens is like a result of that. Yeah, I feel like um, the first Avengers was like so early on, and they definitely had like you know the idea of bringing all these like major actors and actresses together to you know do something special like that. Um, but now they can do whatever. I'm I'm definitely excited to see what they're gonna do. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I give a fuck about Eternals yet. No. Uh, I think Shang Chi will be sick because they're gonna retcon uh, the Mandarin, make that the real thing. I think Doctor Strange Two is gonna be fucking sick. Yes, I'm. I feel sick. like that's gonna be the introduction of like Blade and uh, some of the other Midnight Suns, if that's a thing. Maybe in the Moon Knight show, some of them will come in. Yeah, because it's all going to be based out of uh, New York, right? Yeah. I think that the Disney Plus series are really going to kick ass. I was actually about to ask you about the TV series. Were you a fan of the Marvel Netflix stuff? Oh, I loved them. Which was your favorite? Daredevil Season 3 uh, and Season 1 and Punisher. Honestly, Luke Cage Season 1 is fucking incredible, too. Okay. But, dude, Daredevil Season 3, I never wanted to end. Especially knowing, like, okay, when this is over, the whole fucking thing yeah. is over. Yeah, I, I wish they would, uh, you know, call up uh, the actor Charlie Cox and be like, yo, like, we need you in the MCU's Daredevil. I love that rumor that he's going to be Spider-Man's lawyer in the new one. I have not heard that. I hope that. that's true. That is crazy. I, I literally... That would be sick. Yes. Oh wait, just him walking in and just like you know, just it just kind of happening. Oh, Holy dude, shit. if that's unannounced and it's just like a surprise in the theater, the crowd pop will be legendary. Yeah. Okay. You weren't a fan of uh, Jessica Jones. I liked the first season, and then I just didn't care. Okay. Honestly, I, I, I never watched the last one. What honestly ruined it for me is probably Defenders because it just. Why was that the worst thing that they made? Why is the thing that they were working towards the entire time the worst piece of shit that it could have possibly been done? I have no idea because when I heard that that's what they were going for, I was like, "This is gonna be so fucking sick." And this then, is gonna be sick. And also, Iron Fist, what a piece of shit. Yeah, I feel so bad. Oh my god. Okay, so season one, trash, right? Garbage. Garbage. And then season two was a little better, 
and I was uh, like pretty bummed that you know we didn't really get to see um, him like you know in his outfit. But I was yeah. really, I was really looking forward to season three just because of where it was headed. Yeah. Um, but I don't like. Uh, I think the street level heroes thing mm-hmm. has the appeal is worn off instantly. And the only reason it worked for Daredevil is because at the same time he has his dope ass suit that he occasionally wears. You know. Yeah. Luke yeah. Cage. That's what he looks like. So that's that's cool. He's mm-hmm. in his full getup. He's got the yellow shirt on. Everything's fine. Uh, Jessica Jones. Eh, there's no complaints there. But Iron Fist not being in the fucking mask and the green shit is is bullshit. I'm just not interested. Yeah, because he's literally in that I, <laughs> everywhere yeah, else. Man. I want my heroes to look like heroes. Okay. I mean, and the the nerd that plays him is just I can't get over the fact that he's such a fucking dweeb. Uh, Finn Jones, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, were you ever a fan of uh, Agents of Shield? My brother was a big fan. I never, I honestly never got around to it. Yeah, honestly, as soon as it was made clear to me that it wasn't canon, I just, I wasn't really interested. Okay, I, I, I enjoyed the show a lot, and they, you know, uh, dealt with like you know, Shield, which was cool, and it tied to some of the major like events, but then it kind of just like fell away, and they were like, all right, like we're not gonna do that anymore, which I thought was like the weirdest thing because I, I thought yeah, it played out like just, pretty well. What's the point? You're, you're just going to confuse your audience, you know? Yeah, but, okay, going back to, you mentioned Disney+. Plus, uh, mm-hmm. the what The show that's going to come out is um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that'll be incredible. Yeah, awesome duo. I, I'm really curious to see um, uh, Baron Zemo, so a comeback in that show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think the whole, the whole kind of synopsis that has been leaked sounds awesome. It's like them... Uh, n- not trusting Sam with the the Captain America mantle and giving it to the, the U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. And then Sam kind of having to either prove himself or him and Bucky going against the U.S. government and doing their own thing. It just sounds fucking sick. And the fact that it's going to be six to eight hours long, like, let's go, yeah. you know? I'm ready for that new content. Me too, man. She-Hulk, can't wait. Yes, I'd, Moon Knight show can't wait. What about Wandavision? That looks interesting. I'm I'm uh, I'm curious. I saw like the uh, you know the, the little snippet of like you know, showing them like all like the weird different like time periods. Uh, I'm really curious to see how it actually ties to Doctor Strange because that's um, what they've said that that show directly ties to Doctor Strange too. Yeah, it's got to be like the inner depths of her subconscious or something that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Cause he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gone. He's gone. Okay. Um, I was dying. You mentioned She-Hulk. I, I was dying at the memes because uh, I, I guess it, it like leaked that uh, Marvel was looking to cast an Allison Brie type. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Brie type. <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, I feel like she could play the role. Like looking at her and yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I'm I'm curious how they would do. Um, her the transformation yeah like would they go like how they did Mark Ruffalo or would they try to do it a different way I, f- I feel like why after the success of the Mandalorian why wouldn't they just put Gina Carano in there now dude I have not She's even thought about that. she is I, I I'm a huge fan of her okay I was gonna ask you if you watched that that show high quality TV I, I enjoyed that I that's in my top five like seasons of television of all time Oh wow! That, that's uh, straight up, uh, just like as a single piece of TV, mm-hmm. 
entertainment as, as its own thing. Uh, I would put it up there with like True Detective season one, Westworld season one. Uh, what what else is up there? No Game of Thrones. It's con- I have a complicated relationship with Game of Thrones. I'm curious to hear because I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like- I I liked season eight. Okay. And I still I still think it kind of uh, destroyed the legacy of the show. Interesting. What would have been their new go-to thing for people to rewatch once a year is like now this dreaded task because people just don't want to relive that ending again because they hate it so much. Are you? Do like- you watch what? Do you watch Westworld? I'm not caught up. I'm still in season gotta, one, if I'm being honest. You gotta catch up. That's okay. the best show on TV. Okay. A lot of people fell off in season two when it came out, myself included. But I was told you gotta just stick with it and get through it, and I'm so glad I did because it is insane. Yeah, I think I tried to jump in at a bad time because it was like towards like the tail end of the Game of Thrones stuff, and I was looking for a new show to watch. So like right. I wasn't 100 percent focused. And you gotta be focused. It's not. It's not like a scroll through Twitter on your phone during the show type show. It's yeah. like a, if you if you blink, you're gonna miss a piece of dialogue that affects the next six episodes type show. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna dive back into that. I'm actually gonna have to start over because I don't remember anything that I watched from season one. You should, because the fresher kind of everything is on your mind, mm-hmm. the more everything will make sense overall. Because okay. like every little piece of information is important. Just curious, are you a fan of Black Mirror? Oh, I love it. I haven't I haven't watched the most recent season, the like three episodes with Miley Cyrus or whatever. Okay. Uh, wasn't bad. I, honestly, I hated Bandersnatch. You did? Okay. I, I hated it so much that I just didn't want to watch the newest episodes. Um, I, Which makes me my own enemy. Like, I'm the people I was talking about earlier with, with Switching Tongues, you know? So, did you make it through the, the entire movie? I made it through the movie. Uh, I just, I don't like that, like, it was presented as this choose your own adventure, but it was like choose your own adventure as long as you make the right choices. That's fair. So it's like e- either way, you're doing the same thing. Yeah, because you have to just go back and make the right choice. So that, that was bullshit to me. Yeah, because you kind of dead end and you're like, all right, well, they're like, this is where it ends for you, but you got you to gotta keep going to watch the movie. So you got to yeah, do the other choice. I, I, didn't, I'm not, I wasn't into that. I'd rather just them just make a good movie. Okay, that's fair. I uh, got to say in the latest season of black mirror, there's a episode. Um, uh, is it a vicious fighting X? Uh, if, if I remember correctly, um, great episode. It's like, it has to do with uh, like um, virtual reality gaming. I will definitely check it out. My wife is just really scared of that show for some reason. So it's something I have to watch by myself. Okay. I don't blame her. Some of that stuff yeah. is like so close to being true. You're like, holy shit, we're not that far off from these episodes of Black Mirror and it's really scary to think about sometimes. But she won't even watch like San Junipero, which is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. You know what episode I love? Um, I, that is a great episode, San Junipero. I also love Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ is beautiful. Yes. A great episode. Destiny. You know, love, destiny. You're, when it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a- trying. Maybe she'll do it one day, but I, I just doubt it. Okay. Maybe uh, present, I'll, I'll keep trying. present it in a different way. But hey, we should watch this really awesome TV show. Great. I've said it, man. Okay. I've, I've tried it all. Or, or maybe I call her over after um, the intro plays. 
here's what I got to do. I got to get one of her friends to text her. Okay. Because if she hears it from me, she don't want to do it. If she hears it from somebody else, she'll be like, you know what we should do tonight? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, you got to infiltrate, uh, get one of her friends to send that text. Because, yeah, I, I feel, like exactly. she, feel like she's missing out. That, that's uh, really great. Um, like, I think one of the best things on Netflix. I agree. I wonder if she heard me say that. Let's see. Oh, she did. Okay. She, she heard. <laughs> I'm in trouble when this is over. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not too much trouble. Um, nah, I'll be all right. Okay, man. Well, dang, Colin, this has been awesome. Uh, mixed emotions uh, on, on my end, uh, but I'm, I'm seriously really glad that you were down to come on the podcast and talk to me. Anytime, man. Okay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Okay. But I'm, made, made, it made me uh, want to do a podcast again. So th- there's that. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad there's some positivity coming out of this on your end. Uh, I love Twitching Tongues, love Nudie Mag. Uh, looking forward to God's Hate, that newer band that you couldn't really speak too much on. Yeah, sorry about that. It's all good. But um, before we go, is there anything you want to uh, shout out or plug? Uh, I, I, I thank anybody who's stuck around with Twitching Tongues all this time. If at any time it, it, it sounded like I was unappreciative of those people, that's the opposite. Those, those are the people that are the reason I'll say we'll never formally break up because I know they're out there and I, I can't do that to them. And also, I I put everything I had into this God's Hate record, straight up. Like It, it was the, the, the darkest, deepest reaches of my mind. The, the, I feel like the rest of my riffs are on there, so... If that is for some reason, if I die in a horrific accident and that's that's the last piece of music I ever am able to make, uh, I am I'm satisfied. Other than being dead, but uh, musically satisfied. So I hope that uh, people will listen to that when the time comes. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. Thanks, Jamie.